This shit a motherfucking layup I been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef Curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience to episode number 69 of Curry in the Pot. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful Black Friday, and a a marvelous Cyber Monday. But we're back again, back to our regularly scheduled, regularly scheduled program. And I'm sorry. And you know, I got I got a little NBA topic to talk, and then I got, of course, you know, the regular NFL picks predictions recap all of that good stuff but before i hop into nba news on the line via skype i got i got a special guest for you guys this guy goes by the name of mr jalen hunter of the unpopular podcast jalen what's going on bro how you doing man how you doing i want to thank you for having me man thank you for having oh, me. oh man bro. no problem at all bro we talked about collabing for a minute so it's just great yeah. to have you on yeah, man, it's it. I've been listening to you for a brick. You know, we we go way, way back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty new in this podcast game. I got about what 25 episodes in, but you know, uh, this is new, and I, I do appreciate you inviting me on this jump, man. For real. Oh, for sure, man. It's no problem at all, man. Definitely, you know, want to put people on. Want to want to want other people to you know get exposure. Want to see everybody eat for real, man. And we go way back, like you just said. So. Yeah. It was it was only a matter of time before we collab, bro. So uh, first thing I want you to do is talk about your podcast. As I mentioned before, it's the unpopular podcast. Just tell me what that's about. Tell the people where they can reach you and listen to and all that good stuff, bro. Oh, well, like you said, it's the unpopular podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. I've realized talking to a lot of people about sports since I mean, I watch sports 25, eight pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> that I, a lot of my opinions and a lot of the way a lot of the things I a lot of the way, the way I look at sports is different from a lot of people and mm-hmm. I was like you know what, what what best is to start a podcast and I love doing it it's weekly I do it every Monday uh you can check me out on SoundCloud iTunes Spotify now shout out to that that was big today actually um I'm sorry for the phone guys um you can check me out on SoundCloud, and you can check me out on YouTube. YouTube is the—I've actually like recorded visually. So if you want to see visuals, you go to YouTube. Uh, again, I'm sorry for the phone in the back, but uh, yeah. So it's just an unpopular podcast. You can look me up on all major, um, I guess, places you listen to music and stuff, except for Apple Music. I ain't, I ain't that big yet. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so man, good stuff, man, good stuff. That De- definitely got to check you out. Uh, what about your Instagram, man? Let them know. Oh, Instagram is I'm saying no. It's I M S A Y I N T H O U. You want to find me on Facebook? It's just Jalen Hunter, J A L E N. Please, God, don't put the Y because that's not me. And uh, <laughs> I'm the bit. I'm the. I'm the big light skinned kid. So, yeah, that's that's me. Okay, okay, good stuff, good stuff. So. Before I go into NFL and talk about week 12, I wanted to talk about a topic that I obviously, you know, LeBron James is obviously a huge topic of conversation every single day. It's always something. But I wanted to talk briefly about the circus that exists when it comes to LeBron James. Obviously, we know 
wherever LeBron goes, because it's LeBron, there's a lot of hoopla and just a bunch of stuff that comes with the territory of being a teammate of LeBron. And it's just a lot. So I was watching on Instagram last night. I follow this page called Ball Don't Stop. I don't know if you guys talk about it uh, or if you guys see it or if you guys have heard of it. But they basically do like a little podcast. They do short segments. They post nice NBA videos and content. So the guy, he was talking about LeBron and how a circus exists with LeBron all the time. And I was just sitting there like, wow, you know, that's, that's interesting. You know, I should talk about that. So... I wanted to talk about the circus that exists with LeBron, and obviously we all know about it. Obviously, when LeBron first went to Miami, it was a really big deal. You know, super teams were being formed, and he went back to Cleveland. We know what he did. He delivered on his promise, but then Kyrie Irving left, and then a lot of moves were made because Kyrie was traded to Boston. Isaiah Thomas comes in. Derrick Rose comes in. Jay Crowder. And I said, Dwayne Wade and those guys come in and people are saying, oh, oh, championship. Oh, they can compete with the Warriors. The chemistry or whatever is going on. It just didn't work out. They make a trade. They get all those guys out. They get Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, Rodney Hood, George Hill. They blow out the Celtics. I don't know if you remember that Sunday regular season game. They blow out the Celtics and people are saying, oh, yeah, this team is ready to compete. This team is ready to compete. So they get to the playoffs, and then they go through the Celtics. Celtics took them all the way to seven, and then they get to the finals, and then the narrative is now LeBron James doesn't have help. So that's part of the circus. And then you have the new circus that exists with the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is now a member of the Lakers. And now every day it's like, who should the Lakers trade? Who should they get for a trade? It's Bradley Beal. Kimber Walker plays good. Oh, they should get Kimba. Damian Lillard is unhappy. They should get Damian Lillard. They should get Kevin Durant next year. Kawhi Leonard. It's just like a big circus, and it's kind of a disservice, and I kind of feel bad for the young players, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma, because in reality, they're not ready. They're not ready for all of this. They didn't ask for all of this. It's like a whole It's like a whole new thing, so it's like either going to make them or break them, to be honest. And then... LeBron says he wants to play off ball, but we know LeBron James isn't going to play off the ball. He's in his 16th year. Your game is your game. So real quick, I just wanted to have a convo with you about it and see what you think about, you know, everything I just said. Well, the funny thing is how you how you just, you know, you did a great job pretty much mapping out LeBron James path the last few years. The funny thing is, it's the narrative always changed. Now, there's always right. been a circus, but the narrative has always changed. You have, okay, can we get to the finals? The first time you get to the finals, and we're just talking about with Cleveland, Kyrie and Kevin Love get hurt. So now right. it's, oh, and then people forget, even if they, just because they were hurt, Cleveland was still up 2-1 against the 2015 Warriors. Yep. So then once, once they started losing, it's like, uh, you're playing with Matthew Dellavedova. You're playing with, you know, Scrubs. Oscar, yeah. And then that's why they lost that. And then you go, the one year that they won, I still think, you know, Draymond Green getting suspended helped. Andrew Bogut being out the, the rest of the series helped. But, you know, they won. It's on top yeah, of the got hurt, too. Yeah, Iguodala got back. hurt. So those are three really key pieces that were out at least one to two games. You know, you start to see, all right, well, LeBron James got it. LeBron James got it. 
And then you realize, all right, Kevin Durant's here. And, I, and that's where I think it is right now. I think the reason why there's such a circus in L.A. is because not only is LeBron James great, and I don't know if you know players like Lonzo Ball hasn't really stepped up as much as people thought. Brandon Ingram definitely hasn't stepped up as much as people thought. I think it is that people are really starting to see, and, and in the back of my mind, even though we haven't seen it yet, we know this is, this. you know, Lebr- LeBron James can't play like this forever. You know, LeBron James can't, you know, be the best player in the world forever. If you look at the landscape of the league right now, Kevin Durant just had two back-to-back 40-plus point games. Stephen Curry, before he was out, he was averaging 32 points a game. You know, you still have Kawhi Leonard looking like the old Kawhi in Toronto. So I think the league is really looking and saying, when you looked at, I'm going to say this, when you looked at all the times players around LeBron were, you know, thinking about getting traded like Cavaliers with IT and D Rose and all them. And then now the Lakers, you realize that was a point of struggle as in, I believe that Cavaliers team was like one or two games under 500 or two. Yeah. This Lakers is definitely underachieving. They just lost by 30 to, I think Denver. Um, It's, and they lost to Orlando the game before that. And they lost the season series to Orlando because they lost both yep. games. So yeah, they lost twice in nine days. The see, I think the circus is getting is getting is getting louder due to the fact that I'm not even going to call it a circus. I'm going to call it the the demand to win right now is getting louder because not only is even though we haven't seen it yet, like I said, the back of our mind we know LeBron James can't play like this forever, mm-hmm. and. We also see the landscape of the league. People are getting better. Look at Philly. Look at Toronto. Look at look at Golden State. Milwaukee's playing Milwaukee. good too. And when we say Golden State, we're pretty much banking on the fact that Kevin Durant is leaving, and and that's going to break him up. But the last time we thought Kevin Durant was going to do something, as in stay with OKC, he did something completely different. Mm-hmm. We don't know it. We don't know what he's going to do. And even DeMarcus Cousins is a wild card. Exactly. So right now, I think the fear is that there's an uncertainty in L.A. right now because we're banking on people coming, but we don't know. Like, if you look at the landscape, the Clippers are better than Los Angeles. I mean, the Clippers yep. are better than the Lakers right now. And that's that's where I think the whole the, the franticness and the, oh, man, what's going to happen? Who are we going to get? It's, it's, it's not fair to the players like Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, but then you also got to realize these are NBA players that coming into this season, you had LeVar Ball, you know, LeBron James needs Lonzo. You had Brandon Ingram, LeBron even coming out saying Brandon Ingram's the next one, and he clearly has not played like it. Like the best player that the best player outside of LeBron for the Lakers this season has been JaVale McGee. So, Kyle Kuzma's up and, there. And Kyle Kuzma, yeah. So. I just think that's why it's frantic right now because, like I said, in the back of my, in the back of you know viewers' minds and LA's mind, we know. I don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, he only signed a three plus one year deal, so you know it's it's good. Now the thing that I, I'm sorry to go on a little tangent, but the thing that I know is that history repeats itself. If you you're a big Lakers fan, if you remember. Uh-huh. This same thing happened when Shaq was a free agent. He was coming to a young Lakers. Kobe was still a little bit young. You had Eddie Jones. 
came to the Lakers. The difference between Sha- uh, actually the, the similarity between LeBron and Shaq is this is the first time we've seen the superstar that went to the team isn't deferring to anyone, and he doesn't need to defer to anybody. Kobe was still quote unquote unproven a little bit. Shaq knew he was the best player at that time on the Lakers. LeBron James knows he's leaps and bounds better than anybody on the Lakers. So, like you saw with when LeBron went to Miami, he he the first few games he kind of deferred to D Wade because he didn't want to step on his shoes. He's not doing it this time, and I think that's the shell shock to the team. They thought that all right, LeBron James is going to take a little back seat. No, LeBron James can't take a back seat because this is year sixteen. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and and good point. You, and you even saw, like I said, back then with Shaq and Lakers, he wasn't taking a backseat. And it took a, it took about twenty games for them to get right. But then, boom! When once they get right, they blast off. They, blo- you know, they they did what they had to do, three peat. But I don't know if the Lakers, they need to make a move due to the fact of the landscape of the league. But I think they'll be all right. It's just like I said, it's the it's the beginning of the season. I mean, I mean, heck, right now Clippers are number one in the in the in the West, so. You know, we'll, we'll just see how it is. But that's where I think the frantic is because it just doesn't look like the Lakers that we... Well, it looks like the Lakers we've seen the last five years. And I don't think people expected that, you know, because, I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs for five years. So. All right, yeah. so here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Two, two quick points. My thing is, I didn't ask for this. As a Lakers fan, <laughs> I did not ask for this. I did not. I did not. And uh, shout out to my boy Zeke because we talk about this on and off. I did not ask for this. The Lakers won 35 games. And I'm not saying 35 is a lot, but they won 35 last year, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the games that they lost, a lot of them were really close games. And if you also look at their games, Lonzo Ball missed 30. Yeah. And Lonzo Ball is a player that is is more valuable than the stat sheet will show. Mm-hmm. Am, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's is, definitely yeah. more valuable than what the stat sheet shows. He's he's more valuable than the box score. So mm-hmm. you got you got Lonzo Ball missing 30 games. Lonzo Ball hasn't even had a full 82 game slate under his belt yet. This is only yeah. year two for him. He mm-hmm. missed 30, as I just mentioned, and they've only been like 20 games played, right? Yeah. So he has what 70 games under his belt, and then Brandon Ingram also missed 20 games last year. I just didn't ask for this because I kind of knew. What to expect when uh, LeBron James joins a team? Everything changes. The whole the whole culture changed. And I'm not blaming Magic Johnson for this, but it's just what's going on right now, I kind of seen coming. But I also did say that this would take 25 to 30 games before we really know what's going to happen, before we really know how this team should look on a nightly basis. And before we can say moves need to be made. Now, do moves need to be made like Bradley Beal? I don't know. Does Brandon Ingram need to be traded? I don't know because I think if the Lakers are going to trade Brandon Ingram, they would they it would have done it for Kawhi Leonard. And here's a, I'm sorry. Here's the thing my- about here's the thing about trading for Bradley Beal, and this is what I think will be a little we we have to see if they trade for Bradley Beal, then that could potentially hinder them from getting another it, it will it yeah. will because they won't have the cap room exactly and and when you say and it's funny because i was talking to somebody about this too because they said the same thing they say you know you know this is the lakers i wasn't asking for this show we don't really i mean i'm not saying we don't need lebron but you also got to think about it and again the last five years you guys have missed the playoffs when's the la- what stretch in in lakers history can we point to 
the Lakers missing the playoffs five straight years. And it's never the, happened. Exactly. So when you say you're not, the Lakers is always the Lakers in Boston have always been known for greatness. You know, you got 16 championships. You got however many, I think 21 or something. So while Celtics have 17, the Lakers yeah, have 16. I'm sorry. So what I'm saying is, when you say you aren't asking for it, the thing is. LeBron James, as you know, is a once-in-a-lifetime player. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if Golden State had a way where they didn't have to break up their core and get LeBron, they would. Bye, Andre Iguodala. Bye, Quinn Cook. Even though, shouts out to Quinn. I kind of know Quinn. But, like I said, it's like you didn't want to fall into... I mean, I know it's the Lakers and it's always going to be glamorous and it's going to be L.A., but you didn't want to fall into those teams where... Yes, I know Lonzo is going to get better. I know Brandon Ingram is going to get better. But you didn't want to fall into those that team where you're always fighting for a playoff spot or you're always fighting for the eighth seed because that's not the Lakers brand. The Lakers brand is always have a superstar and always be at least close to the top of the standings. Like, I mm-hmm. can't think. I'm 24. I can't think of a time except for the last five years or last you know three or so years the Lakers didn't have a superstar. And even the last few years, of course, Kobe and his farewell tour and everything. But like I said, it, it that's the Lakers' way, man. It's kind of like the Yankees. You, you, you can't see – the Yankees aren't going to be out the playoffs for so long. The Penguins aren't going to be out the playoffs for so long. The Patriots aren't going to be out the playoffs for so long. So that's why I think – I think that's that, that's why they made the move. You know, the Lakers, it's a brand, man. It's like, 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 like Nike. You ain't going to see Nike slip up too many times. And I agree. I, I was just saying – I was just saying – I, I didn't ask for this. I, I, I wouldn't have been upset if we didn't get LeBron. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I wouldn't have been upset. I wouldn't have threw a tantrum if we did not sign LeBron. But but that that was that was good. That was some good stuff you said. So I want to transition to NFL. I want to talk about Week 12 last week. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving though, bro? Man, look. <laughs> Outside was, of the Redskins losing, how was oh, it? Oh yeah, it was good, man. I I was actually working, and. Uh, I was able to eat after I worked, but the, the good thing about it was, you know, we we, we sat and watched the, the Redskins lose, but I did I did get to eat off like five families' plates, so I, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. <laughs> All right, so before I talk about the Redskins, they were the second game. I want to talk about this Bears and Lions game. I picked this game correctly because I was betting on Chicago's defense. My dad, on the other hand, picked Detroit. Simply because he said Detroit doesn't lose often on Thanksgiving. So that, that was his rationale. My rationale was the Bears are real. The defense is for real. It really is, man. And they even won with backup quarterback Chase Daniel, who will play this upcoming Sunday against the Giants. But the Bears, they won this one 23 to 16. I don't I wouldn't want to see the Bears in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to see that defense in the playoffs. I mean, unless you're the Saints, but I, I wouldn't want to see that defense in the playoffs. They look very scary. Uh, what was your takeaway from that game? Uh, you know, it's funny, man. Everybody is overpaid when they're playing bad. Like, if you remember a few years ago when Matt Stafford got that huge contract, many people were like, oh, they got to give it to him because who else are they going to get? You know, Matt Stafford has a cannon arm. Matt Stafford can make, you know, deep, deep throws. But now that they lose and now he's overpaid, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because there's a lot. There's a lot going. In fact, there's a lot wrong with the Lions, but there's a lot right with the Bears. It just hasn't flourished yet. Like you said, Chase Daniel played. Chase Daniel 
is probably one of the best backups in 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 NFL. Quiet as kept. Of course, the Bears is the number one defense when it in terms of uh, interceptions. So when you do when you when you put that and mix it with the Lions, who I think have thrown the third most interceptions in the league. That's recipe for disaster. So, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, the thing about Matthew Stafford is, I wouldn't have paid them the big money contract because what has he done? Yeah. He's never won the big games. He's like, he's like Kirk Cousins with a stronger arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. fair to say. And, 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 so, and yeah, that's mm-hmm, that's, that's true. But also, I think the reason why they paid him because if you look back at that free agent class, I think the top two free agents would have been him and like Teddy Bridgewater and that was Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater while injured so yep. you know Kurt I guess they had they, no other choice yeah and that's why they were like well you got to pay him and that's you know you are only as good as the market allows you to be so I mean, he was the best you had to pay him if not you would have been rolling with Mark Sanchez and I guess we'll talk about that in a minute <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next game was the Redskins and the Cowboys. I don't know if you listened to me last week. Mm-hmm. I had my, my brother B. Jones on, and I was picking the games. And I don't know if you heard me, but I, I took a real big pause before I said who I was selecting. Yeah. And I was going to pick the Cowboys until B. Jones said, you can't pick against your team. I was really going to pick the Cowboys because I just had a feeling. First reason being, the Redskins already beat them once. Mm-hmm. Second reason being, the Redskins are starting Colt McCoy, and they're also very banged up. And they're not as healthy as they were the first time around when they played like five weeks ago. So I kind of knew that the Cowboys were just going to get this game. But Beat Jones said you can't pick against your team. Final score of that game was, in fact, 31 to 23. But it was just a lot, it was a lot going on in that game. I heard that Colt McCoy didn't even practice with the ones. I just did walkthroughs, which is red flag number one. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Uh, Quentin Dunbar shouldn't have been out there. I don't know if you saw him, but this guy was basically playing on one leg. Why was he out there? And number two, what's up with the suspect tackling? Like Amari Cooper... He would catch the ball, break a tackle, and he's off to the races. That game was just a disaster. It kind of ruined my Thanksgiving. <laughs> it you was, know, it was awful, bro. It's, it's funny. And I, I didn't believe it when somebody told me this, but I looked it up. Do you know in the last three years, the Redskins lead the league in missed tackles? And that's I'm not even, surprised. Yeah, that's even with Josh Norman. And I think I knew, look, I was already fearful. Because of course Alex Smith, that that he, that horrific injury. So you know, get well soon for him. Uh, Cole McCoy, while he's a decent quarterback, he's known to gamble a lot. And you saw with the interceptions, he had three. A lot of two of the three were gamble situations. He'll throw into double coverage or yo that that one, first one the Trey Quinn. I'm sorry to cut you off. The yeah, first no one. Problem. Why are you throwing a jump ball to a <laughs> a, a, a slot wide receiver? Exactly. This, this like five nine five ten at yeah. best. Why is he throwing a jump ball to Trey? I I lost it. When, I said, what is he doing? Yeah, exactly. What's he doing? And he's and that's that 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 plagued him in college. That's why I believe that one year they lost the national championship. Because he threw a terrible interception. I think, I so I had my doubts about that. And then I knew once I realized Dunbar was going to play and they didn't 
while yes, I know HaHa Clinton Dix is new to the team and he's a safety, he can also play coverage as well. And I knew mm-hmm. that they were going to try everything they could to get Amari Cooper open. And I knew that when you realize the first two possessions or first two, uh, you know, first two possessions, yeah, the Cowboys had Amari Cooper on Josh Norman's side. Mm-hmm. They switched him to Dunbar's side, and that's with the third possession. That's when he broke off for that incredible run, or incredible catch and run. So I knew I said, "Yeah, this this is gonna get bad." Now we had a chance. We were up thirteen ten, and then also a fun fact: in the last five years, the Redskins is third in blown leads. So I was like, you know, that's why if you if you. People that don't listen, or people that listen that's not from the nation's capital, everyone knows. Even though the wrestling's up, you can't you can't chill out because you know something can happen. So, yep. you know, after it was thirteen ten, boom, 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 they scored twice, and that's all she wrote. It sucks, man. It's it's you know, there's a lot going on in the nation's capital right now with sports. Oh, mm-hmm. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot, man. Yeah, and uh, it, Thursday Thanksgiving game really was a microcosm of everything going on with, you know, Washington. You you have high highs and then you got low lows. And the low low is really low. So, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, shout out to the Cowboys. Uh, they're winners of three straight. They have a big game tonight against New Orleans, which we will talk about very soon. But I want to speed up the pace a little bit. Next game, we had the Saints and the Falcons. And I knew the Saints were going to win. The Falcons season is pretty much over. The Saints won their 10th straight game against Atlanta. Uh, I think that Julio Jones fumble, that was like where it got bad. Yeah. And yeah. Drew Brees was throwing touchdowns to guys I've never heard of. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Austin Carr, yeah, Dan like, Arnold, <laughs> Keith Kirkwood. Who are these guys? Playing so good, I had, to go, I had to go update my fantasy. I had to go update my fantasy mid-game. And it was it's, it's funny. You you really that Matt Matt Ryan is a really shows just how good uh, Mike Shanahan is a coach. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle, sorry, Kyle Shanahan is as a coach. You go, you're with Matt Ryan. You take him to the Super Bowl. You're not with Matt Ryan. They're four and seven right now, and he is top five in interceptions. That's wild. Yeah, man. Matt Ryan was MVP that year. Kyle was there. Final score though, thirty-one to seventeen. Really excited for the Saints Cowboys game tonight. Let's uh, fast forward to Sunday's games. We had the Bucks and the 49ers. I picked Tampa Bay. 27 and 9 was the final score. Thing about the 49ers, and I just think that, and I, and I like what they're doing with Kyle Shanahan and uh, General Manager John Lynch. They're giving this regime time. I just think right now they simply just don't have the personnel. Obviously, we know Jimmy G's out for the season, so they kind of get a bit of a pass, but. Final score was twenty-seven and nine. Uh, you got any takeaways on that game? We just need to see uh, Jimmy G for a full season before we can really assess who the San Francisco 49ers are. So that's all I yeah. got. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, yeah. Next game we had we had the Bills and the Jaguars. Oh my goodness! Let me. Can I start this off? This really yeah, shows. This this really shows how different seasons can be like how you can be great one season and trash the next the 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 jaguars were a half away from going to their first super bowl 
now they're three and whatever. Like it. Oh man. And and Blake people, Blake Bors is is coming back to you know what what he is. And you know they thought I guess that magical run was going to change something. Clearly not. You're only as good as your quarterback and your defense. And if your defense top level, but your quarterback is way below, it's going to even out eventually. And you see it evening out. Yeah, I thought they were going to be, you know, like an average team at best, but they're they're looking below average, and Blake Bortles actually got benched. Yeah. Uh, so final score was 24 to 21. I did pick this one incorrectly. My dad said he picked the Bills, and he just basically said what you just said. He said he's, he's not picking Blake Bortles to win anything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next game we had was the Bengals and the Browns, a game that I really liked. I like this. I like this game a lot. The Browns blew them out. Baker Mayfield played well. Four TDs for him. Nick Chubb played really good. The the Bengals were out of this game early, and they also lost quarterback Andy Dalton. He's out for the season with that thumb injury. So it looks like we'll see some some Jeff Driscoll, and I think they signed Tom Savage. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we'll be seeing those guys for the remainder of the season. Final score was 35 to 20. We did see Baker Mayfield sort of, you know, shake off Hugh Jackson at the end of the game. What you think about that? He doesn't understand. Once you get fired, you got to find a job somewhere. And the yeah, the NFL is a yeah, business. The Bengals is the only one that called him, so he p- took the job. And the, and the last thing I'm gonna say is Tom Savage got a job again. Yet Colin Kaepernick is still at home playing. Mad. Hello. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. That's another story for another day. I kind of feel what Baker Mayfield did, but like we did just say, the NFL is a business, so it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Next game, we had the Ravens and the Raiders, and now the Baltimore Ravens are now 2-0 with Lamar Jackson, my guy, a guy I was really high on. I didn't think – I knew – I figured we would see him at some point of the season, but – I like what he's been doing, though. I like what he's been doing. First game was sort of like him playing on the fly, not really, like, scripted. But the next game, he had, like, a full week of practice knowing he was going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Played really well against the Oakland Raiders, which a lot of teams do. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Ravens won that one big, 34-17. to 17. And sh- shout-out to Lamar Jackson. Though. He did throw two picks in that game. Defense played well. Defense held his held his back. We had Gus Edwards, a guy who just burst onto the scene. He had his second straight 100 yard game. But the Ravens are still are still alive for a playoff berth. So hopefully they get in and make things interesting. You think they will continue to ride Lamar Jackson? They have to. I mean, did you see mm-hmm. what, how Joe Flacco was playing? And I can't stand Joe Flacco, yeah, so I'm kind of happy that Lamar Jackson is starting and is shining. Yeah, but because I can't stand him. And you see. You really, you know, coaching game plan really shows you how much they trust and don't trust the quarterback. Not saying they don't trust Lamar Jackson, but I think he only, he's averaging 18 throws a game while someone like Andrew Luck is averaging 40 a game. So they're dumbing down the offense for him. But when you have a player that dynamic, it's, you can you can dumb down the offense because you, you know, they have a solid running game and now they have one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the league. Once once he's at his top peak, so we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so next game, we had the Seahawks and the Panthers. Final score of this one was 30-27. to 27. I did not see the Panthers losing, and I believe they lost their fourth straight? Yeah, yeah. Fourth it's, straight, huh? This is, and, and this is the first time 
in this. I'm sorry, third straight. They lost their third straight game. Yeah, this is the first time in the Cam era when I can honestly say his defense is letting him down. Like his defense is is really coming up small with Luke Luke Keatsley and all that. They're they're coming up really small. Cam Newton is doing his play. He's at them three games. He's played great. It's just the defense. Besides the Steelers game. Yeah, the Steelers, besides the Steelers. They, they, they took a, I mean, they, they Steelers totally annihilated them on all yeah, phases they, of the they, game. So. They smacked them in the mouth, and it was it was no coming back from that. But even still, your defense puts up or allows all them points. It's it's, it's they, their defense is going to get on track, I believe. I just hope that they don't. It doesn't take them slipping out of the playoffs because right now they're not even in the. They're just in the hunt. They're not even in the wild card anymore. Yeah, they're still they're six and five. And the Seahawks, yeah. obviously, they're six and five. This is a team I kind of wrote off. I don't know about you, but I kind of wrote them off. I had them at six and ten this year. I, I, I counted them out, but their rushing attack has been good. Mm-hmm. Time of possession, they've been good. Defense has played sound. You know, like the Seahawks defense usually does. What's your takeaway from them? Yeah, I said in I said in like one of my last few podcasts. I believe uh, Pete Carroll deserves at least. N- some type of consideration for coach of the year because you're not the only one that wrote him off. I think the NFL did. You lose most of your your defense. Uh, Earl Thomas gets hurt. You're, you still came into the season with the worst offensive line in dang near NFL history, and now they're 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 knocking on the door at the playoffs. So that's that's Russ, that's the greatest of Russell Wilson and some really good coaching by Pete Carroll. Totally agree with you. Next game, we had the Patriots and the Jets. Not going to really spend too much time talking about this one. The uh, final score was 27 to 13. It's just Patriots and Jets games. They're usually like not fun. Like the Patriots yeah. usually always find a way to win. They did. Yeah. Josh McCown, we know, was starting for the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, though, has had a really impressive rookie season. He also with got hurt Patriots, again, though. So yeah, he did get hurt you gotta, again. You gotta uh, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But the Patriots, they they found a way to win. 27-13 was the final score. Don't really want to talk too much about that one. Uh, next game, we had the Eagles and the Giants. And I, I know you talked about this the other day. Mm. The Giants had this one. I had this. They had this one. And what I want to know is, why stop giving the ball to Saquon Barkley? I think there was a there had, to be a there had to be a conversation in the locker room saying Odell hasn't touched the ball enough or something like that because there's no reason why you rushed the man for 15, 20 carries first half and only five the second. Not to mention he had like one of the most incredible runs this season, the first half, and then you only give him five. It's not like they the the Eagles could have done anything different. Like no, nah, it was I don't know. It was, I don't know. They they lost that game. It wasn't the Eagles didn't take it. They lost it. Yeah, I just I just don't understand. I, I did pick the Giants to win this one. I was let down by Pat Shermer, his play calling and whatever have. But next game we had the Colts and the Dolphins, and the Colts I wrote them off too. But they've been playing good football lately under head coach Frank Wright, who wasn't even their first choice to be their head coach. It was. Offensive coordinator of Patriots, Josh McDaniels. But it looks like Frank Wright is establishing a nice culture with the Indianapolis Colts. And I like it. I like what Andrew Luck is doing. He's a story. He's been a great story, you know, coming back off of that shoulder. And we we didn't know how he was going to look. But he's been really good. He's returning to form. And the Colts are kind of flying underneath the radar. 
Hey, man, that's what happens when one of the best, and when he's healthy, one of the best quarterbacks in the league hasn't been sacked in the last three, four games. You see, yeah, he, you, you give him time. Him clean. Yeah, you give him time, he's going to kill you. Not and I don't know if you saw the other day where uh, it was something about the Colts and Le'Veon Bell had commented on it, and he said, just imagine. Did you well, see that? Yeah, Le'Veon needs a team. And not saying no one's going to give him a team, but Le'Veon wants to be in the best position possible. I say watch out for the Colts and watch out for the Packers once I think they're going to get rid of Mike McCarthy. The new coach is going to have to have start off with a big splash to please Aaron Rodgers. What better way to do that by getting Le'Veon Bell? I just don't know if the Packers are going to devote that type of money because they're already, you know, devoting $100 million guaranteed to Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't know. I really don't know. It would be nice to see, but I, I think the Colts probably will get them. So the next game we had was the Broncos and the Steelers, and my boy B. Jones was on here last week, and he said, I think the Broncos could win this game. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Steelers should have won, but the Broncos have had some very impressive wins over the last few weeks. They beat the Chargers, snapped their win streak. Me and Zeke were just talking about this. Snapped the Steelers' win streak. Played the Texans really good. Almost snapped theirs. The Broncos are a nice team. I had them just missing the playoffs because I just don't think they have enough in case Keenum's their quarterback. But they've been, you know, a nice middle of the pack team. What's your takeaway from that game? Uh, the Steelers really beat, they had three huge, terrible turnovers. Mm-hmm. And the that Broncos, James Conner one was big. Yeah, that was huge. And that was huge for my fantasy too, James. But, um, I, got too, man. I can relate. Uh, and, but like I said, you, the, the Denver defense is still one of the top defenses in the league. It's just their offense has been what, you know, suspect, but they still have a defense, man. And, and it shows in big moments. Definitely. Uh, the Sunday nighter, we had the Vikings and the Packers. Pick Minnesota to win. I don't like I don't like Kirk Cousins. I don't like picking him, especially under the bright lights. But he played well though. He played he played like a really good quarterback on Sunday night. It's not sustainable as we as Redskins fans know. But the Vikings they got it done. Kirk Cousins had a really good game. Twenty nine out of thirty eight for three TDs. Adam Thielen's been good as all season. He's been as good as advertised. Packers, though, man, their season is over. It's over, man. What's your takeaway? Uh, I don't. I can't say it's over yet because, it's like I said, over, we <laughs> we know we're still Aaron Rodgers, man. And if they win out, Mr. Bissy's coming back. We he's still on on. You know, we don't know what he's gonna get. And as you know, as a Redskins, well, I don't know. Yeah, as you know, as a Redskins fan, Kirk Cousins has you know could could slip. So. Of course, Packers can't lose again. I think if, I think they might lose to the Bears, but yeah, man, it's. I don't think they, they can't afford to lose because even if they finish, they'll, they'll be eight, seven, and one if yeah. they win every game and lose one more time, which won't be enough. I don't think. I don't think it. I think if they win out, then yeah, they definitely have a chance. It's definitely possible they to have a shot. Yeah, but if they definitely lose, then um, no, I don't. I, I'm not too too sure. They gotta win on the road, which they haven't done all season. So yeah, I just don't know. And what what better way to do that is when your back's against the wall. So that's that's what I'm yeah. saying. All right. So the Monday nighter, we had the Texans and the Titans, and the Texans have won eight straight. This was a team that I said on my NFL season preview was my dark horse team. They're proving me right. I'm absolutely thrilled. 
because when they started off 0-3, I was like, oh, my God. I, people going to they, – they, they're going to pull up the receipts. I said they were a dark horse team. <laughs> but now they're 8-3, and, and I, I feel really good. I like Deshaun Watson. My, my real thing about them being my dark horse team was because of that defense. And they have some guys, J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, Jadevian Clowney, probably missing somebody else. But they've been playing really, really good football. I like what Deshaun Watson has done. Demarius Thomas scored twice in that game. Lamar Miller had a huge run in that game. Mm-hmm. I like what the Texans have done. What about you, man? I like what they've done. The only I question and pause a little bit because Jadavion Clowney is a little hit and miss right now. Yes, when he's mm-hmm. on, he's dominant. But when he's not, you forget he's in the game. And Demarius Thomas, while, of course, it's only two games, I think they're really gonna miss Will Fuller in his Me too. big Somebody player. Oh, yeah, because they're gonna yeah, they're gonna people are gonna double team the Hopkins and Demarius Thomas has never been a, you know, deep threat. So that, that's something you gotta watch out for. But like I said, Deshaun Watson is looking like he did before he got injured and you know, he he he's incredible. I can't take nothing from that man. Good point, man. So that was week twelve. Uh, let's go. Week 13 starts tonight. We have the Saints and the Cowboys. I'm rolling with the Saints. I think this game is going to go one of two ways. And me and my boy Zeke were talking about this right before we started recording. I think this game is either going to be really close or the Saints are going to blow them out. I do think the refs may be on the Cowboys side tonight. This game is in Jerry's world, but I just don't know. I wouldn't bet on this game because I just don't know. I think the Saints are due for a loss. I just don't know when and who's going to beat them. But I'm still going to take the Saints to win tonight. I would say it would be close before Lawrence came out with those statements. Because if you remember when, who was it that they beat by like 59 points? It's like the the Saints are a sleeping giant. And it's kind of like Golden State right now. They're going to play and they're going to, you know, do what they have to do and they're going to win big. But once they're motivated by something, I don't see them getting stopped at all. And once you come out saying, you know, we're going to beat them, all we got to do is punch them in the mouth and then they're, they're, they're going to, you know, cower away. Yeah, the Saints got something for for that defense, especially if Sean Lee's not, you know, still banged up a little bit. And their defense still gives up pretty big plays in the secondary. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a quick one. Uh, they're getting blown out. Cowboys. Okay. All right. (laughs) Moving on to Sunday, we have the Ravens and the Falcons. I'm going with Baltimore. I think the Falcons may have mailed this one in. I'm going with Baltimore. What about you? I'm actually going to take the Falcons. The Falcons loss uh, was a pretty embarrassing loss on, on Thanksgiving. And Matt Ryan needs to get back on track. They still have Julio Jones. They still have Muhammad Sanu. They still have Calvin Ridley. And I don't think, while the running game isn't there, I think Matt Ryan's due for a breakout game. And what what best to do that win? I think Lamar Jackson's going to, you know, Falcons still have a good running defense, sort of. So they're going to kind of neutralize Lamar a little bit. So I I got the Falcons. I could see that. I could see it. Uh, Next game, we have the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Panthers to bounce back after that three-game losing streak. I'm taking Carolina. What you think? Yeah, uh... Bucks are the worst, statistically the worst defense in the last decade. So, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Dead serious. No, nah, I know worst. you are. So, um, I, I think Cam Newton is going to make, especially Christian McCaffrey. He's who's had a really good season. 
he bought out last week, man. Yeah, and he has been having a terrific season. They're gonna have to bounce back, and they know deep down. I don't know. They can't. They can't lose too many more games. They still have the Saints. Yeah, they twice. can't afford to. Yeah, they still have the Saints twice, and they have Pittsburgh, so they can't really lose. They they need these winnable games as much as possible. Good point. This is an NFC South showdown, so mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I you know how division games go. They're they're nutty. You just don't know. Uh, next game, we have the Giants and the Bears. The Giants are at home, but I'm taking Chicago. I like Chicago to um, get this one, even though they're starting to chase Daniel. I don't know if the Giants have sort of mailed this one in. I don't know. I like the I like the Bears in a close one. I, I like the Bears. I don't know as close because Saquon Barkley really sparks the Giants, and I don't think he'll be able to do that against that defense, the uh, defensive front, and which means they're going to have to rely on Eli Manning to get you know passes to Odell and. And that's not going to work. He hasn't been able to do it all season. I don't think he's going to do it now against statistically the number one defense in the league. Good point. Next game, we have the Dolphins and the Bills. I still didn't circle this one, but something inside of me is saying Bills. I don't know why, but something is saying Bills. Uh, Something is saying Bills to me as well because the Dolphins don't really have sitting at five and six they don't have a staple win and i don't think they can have a staple win at this point the bills are coming off a high they just beat a team they definitely should have lost to so i got the bills good point next game we got the colts and the jaguars i'm rolling with indianapolis how about you hey man i I, i'm going with andrew luck until the wheels fall off so i gotta go with andrew Cody Kessler is starting for the Jaguars. Leonard Fournette is also suspended for that altercation last week. I'm taking the Colts. Next game, I think it's going to be a really good game. A game that I don't know if a lot of people are going to talk about this one, but the Texans and the Browns, this should be a really good game. I'm rolling with Houston, though. I'm rolling with them to get their ninth straight. What about you? I think this is going to be a good, you know, big game because people want uh, Baker Mayfield to be what Deshaun Watson is. And you're going against two really good defenses. And we really want to see, okay, you 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 beat the Bengals, who's trash on defense. Now we're going to see what happens when you play a really good defense, especially defense playing for something. So I have the Texans. And I have the Texans probably uh, 31 to 21. Okay. I like that. Uh, next game, we have the Broncos and the Bengals. Not really going to talk too much about as far as analyzation in this game. I think the Broncos are going to get this one. As I mentioned earlier, Andy Dalton is out. A.J. Green is still hobbled. He may play. I like Denver to get this one. Yeah, Denver big. Denver by big. I mean, the the Bengals, while the Buccaneers is the worst defense, I think Bengals the second worst. So, I got, yeah, no, not definitely not the Bengals. <laughs> Next game, we got Rams and Lions. The Rams are coming off a bye. I like them to to win this one. I don't know how big, but I like the Rams to win this one, especially after a bye and an extra week of preparation for a team that just played on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I like the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams too, but just keep a close eye on the Rams. We're starting to see reports of the, the, the chink in the armor could be coming off. You're having reports of Dominican Sue doing what he usually does, don't practice with the team, uh, you know, trying to go rogue, as well as, uh, you know, 
just 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 their personality is starting to come through and that's something that we definitely worried about because you have a, a lot of big personalities so i think they're going to win big definitely. now but i think watch out watch watch to see how this this plays out because it could be big do you know come playoff time for sure next game we have the packers and the cardinals taking green bay uh, they can't afford to lose any more games they are at home at lambeau where they're great at i'm taking green bay yeah, I got Green Bay in a blowout. Uh, Josh Rosen hasn't really blossomed as they think they were because he doesn't really have any pieces around him. But you know, they need a win. They right now, like I said, Green Bay is in desperation mode, so I think they'll win big. All right, next game we have the Raiders hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, a a, a team I love. I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I say it every week. Patrick Levon Mahomes, the second man. This guy, <laughs> this guy's good, man. The Chiefs are also coming off of a bye. Eric Berry may play. Mm-hmm. I like the Chiefs. I and like I, the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs big. Yeah, that's why. Well, I like the Chiefs big because they're better than the the uh, Raiders. But they have an added motivation with Eric Berry playing. You know, he has to, he's going to show why, when healthy, he is arguably the best safety in the league. So, yeah, I got I got Chiefs big. Not to mention Oakland can't keep up scoring wise with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. or that that, Not that at high flower. They're pretty much. When you look at their personnel, they are the Golden State of football. Looking like it. Yeah. Uh, next game, we got the Titans and the Jets. I'm rolling with Tennessee. I like them to bounce back. Don't sleep on the Jets defense, though. I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. I don't know if Sam Donald's going to play. I'm taking Tennessee at home. Yeah, Tennessee still has a top five defense, running defense. So... Yeah, I got I, I got Tennessee in a close one actually because Marcus Mariota still is a little uh, interception happy with the ball, but their defense can definitely carry them. Mm-hmm. Next game we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. Richard Sherman is returning to Seattle this week, but I like Seattle to win this one. I just don't think 49ers have enough, and the Seahawks are playing for something, and they are at home at CenturyLink Field, a really tough place to play. I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, if it wasn't for Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, and Jared Goff, I would have Russell Wilson as my MVP. So I'm definitely going with Seahawks. Pretty big in this one. All right. Next game, we have the Patriots and the Vikings. I haven't circled this one yet. I just, I don't know. Uh, But I will take New England in a close one. They are at home at Foxborough. Really tough place to play. I'm going to take New England. How about you? I think this is going to be the game of the week because you're going see the the Patriots have struggled against good defenses as you saw with the Jets um I I actually have the Patriots losing this I have a big uh Stefan Diggs to me is going to have a big game as well as the the Vikings defense is going to be able to get to Tom Brady and at least force him to throw the ball away or something but I got I got the Vikings in this one actually Hmm. Should be a good game. I just don't know. I feel like this one's kind of a toss-up. I could definitely see both sides. Next game is the Sunday Nighter. It is the Steelers and the Chargers. I'm rolling with Pittsburgh. Chargers will be without Melvin Gordon, uh, which is a big blow. But I like the Steelers. Big Ben is a totally different quarterback at home. Yeah. Uh, I believe I, I actually have the Chargers because they, they struggled against a great defense in Denver quietly the Chargers have one of the fastest defenses in the league so I like their defense I yeah, love their, Joey Bosa their defense is crazy not to mention 
You have uh, Phillip Rivers slinging the ball all types of ways with uh, Wallace from Clemson. He was playing great out of his mind. So I, I actually, this is going to be a really, really good game just because they're at Pittsburgh. But I actually have the Chargers. Have the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Washington Redskins. I'm going with Philly. This I, I oh, God. um I have to go with the Redskins just because well one I'm a fan and two the Redskins are actually playing for something while Philly's playing but they have a really long shot to make it to playoffs the Redskins if if the the Cowboys lose tonight the Redskins have to win to make it to the playoffs so I think the Redskins have a little added motivation and Adrian Pearson hopefully goes off because their run defense is really suspect the Eagles are. So I have the Redskins in a really close one, probably a field goal game. Okay, I could see that. Uh, if the, in fact, the Cowboys do lose tonight, and if the Eagles do win on Monday night, we will have a three-way tie for the mm-hmm. NFC East. So it's a big game. This is yeah. definitely a big game. Big games for everyone in the division. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I'm gonna read off my dad's picks. He got the Saints tonight. Falcons over the Ravens, Bears over the Giants, Dolphins over the Bills, Broncos over who does Denver play? Uh, uh, Bengals, Bengals. Yeah, uh, Bengals, Rams over the Lions, Colts over Colts over the Jaguars, Jaguars, Packers over the Cardinals, Texans over the Browns, Panthers over the Bucks, Chiefs over the Raiders. Titans over the Jets, Seahawks over the 49ers, Patriots over the Vikings, Steelers over the Chargers, and he picked the Redskins over the Eagles. Uh, me and my dad went 9-5 and five last week on the pick, so I hope to get them this week. Yeah. And that's just about it, man. This this was the long episode. Uh, Jalen, I want to thank you for coming on the show, bro. Hey, man, I want to thank you for inviting me, bro. It was, uh, you know, I don't know if your viewers know this, but this is my first guest appearance on the podcast so you know i, I want to thank you for inviting me like i said you've been doing this for 69 episodes now so you definitely on a roll man and uh thanks for having me bro oh yeah for sure man gotta keep it coming we'll definitely have you back on again but to my audience i want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank you guys as always for the love and the consistent support 69 episodes in man i didn't think i would get this far i didn't think I didn't think you guys would be behind me as much, but I really sincerely thank all of you guys for listening. I got some big things coming. Uh, two people know what I'm talking about. They, I got something coming, man. You thought Curry and the Pot was a nice project. Then everybody just stay tuned. As always, want to thank you guys for listening one last time. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 69 is done. Peace.